I believe we can prevent heart attack. We can put in place strategies to reduce risk. We can literally plan to change your future. Welcome, my name's Dr. Warwick Bishop. I'm a cardiologist, I'm an author, and a keynote speaker. Together with that, I'm CEO of the Healthy Heart Network, and I'm all about trying to help people live as well as possible for as long as possible. You probably know, heart disease is huge in Australia. Every 20 minutes, someone suffers a heart attack, and we know that over 20 people per day die from heart disease. This is on a backdrop of over 9 million people globally being impacted by this condition. Truthfully, most of these could probably have been avoided if only we knew what to do. Well, this podcast is all about helping you understand better where blood pressure, weight, cholesterol and all the other bits and pieces around there can help, together with general health literacy for general better health. I am on a mission to impact not just heart health, but general health on a global scale. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be honored for a five-star review and you can share it with your family and friends. Who knows? It may well save someone you love. Hi, my name's Dr. Warwick Bishop and welcome to my podcast and videocast station. I really do appreciate you taking the time to tune in. I hope you find today's podcast interesting and it's about eating times and restricted eating patterns. Now I've probably touched on some of this before but an article came past my desk in the last week and related to a number of uh, recent studies which looked specifically at the timing of eating and the intervals of uh, not eating or restricted eating, if you like. So I'm not sure what practice you follow yourself. I'd be interested to know. By all means, drop us a note either uh, through the information email, which is uh, info at drwarwickbishop.online. Drop us a note and let us know. Or uh, through the Facebook group, uh, which is... Uh, know your real risk of heart attack. Join that and let us know. Interested to know what you do for your own eating patterns. Now, these particular studies looked at people eating earlier in the day versus later in the day. And there's no question that eating later in the day seems to carry more problems. It seems that if you eat later in the day, you burn calories slower that the fat tissue is more likely to hold on to that extra energy. And of course, this could be a risk for developing obesity, therefore hypertension and risk of diabetes. What the study also did was look at when people ate and looked specifically at restrictions of eating. And one of the restrictions they tested was to restrict people eating within a 10-hour window, which sort of means if they ate at, for their first meal, for example, at uh, 12 midday, uh, then they would have to consume uh, their last meal at 10 o'clock at night. Well, of course, 
uh, that's just a 10-hour window and that's late eating so it's probably not what people would be doing but if they had their first meal at say eight in the morning uh, then uh, 10 hours onto that would be six o'clock and that's sort of what this research was about they looked at firemen doing this and particularly firemen because of their shift working activities they tried to put that if you like restricted eating pattern in place well they found that by restricted eating they improved blood pressure they improved blood sugar levels and uh, some of these uh, firefighters lost weight and when they looked at the cholesterol, they even demonstrated an improvement in cholesterol particle size. So a very interesting uh, situation where giving the body time to, uh, if you like, fast. So if you're eating in a 10-hour window, you're fasting for 14 hours. Giving the body time to fast really seemed to prepare it for a more efficient uh, use of energy or a better use of energy when it eventually came. The feeling was that as people ate earlier in the day, they were less likely to feel full, and this seemed to relate to levels of leptin, which is a hormone produced uh, when we eat to give us a sense of satiety. The um, really interesting thing is that the researchers seem to think that the restricted uh, eating pattern gave the body time to break down toxins. Now, I'm a bit uncomfortable with words like toxins, and often I think uh, it's a it's a grab all without any specific. But I do think there is a a real important component of that restricted eating to discuss. And from my own perspective, and as I said before. I, very interested to hear what people have been doing and what they've found for themselves. But from my own perspective, I've been restrictive eating for probably six to nine months. I tend to try and finish uh, eating uh, at about seven, absolute latest, eight o'clock at night, and I'll probably have my first uh, bite to eat at about uh, midday or thereabouts. I'll have a couple of coffees in the morning to get me to... Uh, midday those coffees will generally be a black coffee now why that sort of regime well in fact if I go eight at night till midday I'm actually doing 16 hours and eating in an eight hour window so I'm going a little bit harder than the researchers did with the firemen but my own experience is that it's been good for weight stability. I've had no issues with weight gain. Weight has remained stable. And certainly uh, that's good. As I'm getting older, it's harder and harder to keep the weight off. But one of the really striking things I've noticed is that over the last couple of years, I've developed a bit of arthritis, particularly in the base joint of my thumbs. And this had been extremely problematic particularly with work where I use my hands for holding a probe for imaging hearts. The very interesting observation, and it's only an observation and potentially an association because I don't have a cause and effect, but one of the interesting observations is that that inflammation in my hands 
over the last nine months while I've been restricted eating appears much improved. And several weeks ago, for various reasons, I was out of uh, regular daily habit. Uh, we were traveling and uh, following my normal uh, uh, 16 8 regime just didn't work very well and I dropped off if you like I, uh, I, I I went back to a more normal eating pattern and literally within the course of a week I noticed a change in the arthritis of my hands now why is that important well I think that restricted eating that fasting time of uh, 14 hours in this uh, these papers that I'm talking about, or 16 hours in my own uh, practice, that period of time gives the gut the chance to stabilize. And we've talked about gut microbiome before. And I think the stabilization of that gut microbiome improves the health of the gut, it reduces uh, gut permeability, and there seems to be compelling evidence that gut permeability is linked to inflammation in all sorts of ways throughout the body, impacting uh, not just joints, as I seem to observe myself, but also uh, brain and other organs. So a really interesting um, set of papers. I think they validate uh, the practice that I've been following and what I often share with my patients, which is looking at restricted eating and not eating too late at night. I think the role of that or the benefit of that may be more related to uh, gut microbiome and gut health than uh, clearing toxins, which I think is a non-specific generalized term, but um, a nice bit of research which really validates and supports uh, what I tend to do myself and what I've been recommending for patients. I'd love you to think about it. And uh, please drop us a note one way or another and let me know if you do explore this sort of eating, if it has uh, appreciable benefits for you. For example, weight loss, for example, better energy levels, for example, clearer thinking, uh, perhaps even like me, an improvement in aches and pains. Well, that's about it for now. I hope you've enjoyed this. I really do appreciate you tuning in. As I said before, please subscribe if you're interested. And if you know someone who might be interested in this sort of information, please share it with them. If you've got any queries or questions, drop us a note at info at drwarwickbishop.online. Again, I, as I said before, please feel free to join the Facebook group, Know Your real risk of heart attack. For now, though, I'm going to wish you the very best. Until next time, I hope you live as well as possible for as long as possible. Take care and bye for now. Ever wonder what your risk of heart attack is? After all, it is the single biggest killer in the Western world. It accounts for 9 million deaths globally. And the scary thing is it seems to be able to affect anyone. Well, if you're interested in knowing more about your risk and understanding more about precision around that, please check out a free risk check at www.virtualheartcheck.com.au.